Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There is no passion to be found plain small. In settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Nelson Mandela. Hello, friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in between. I hope you're having a good day and the day you deserve. This is Stuart, and welcome back to the podcast, guys. Today, we're going to dive into social anxiety to social flourishing. From social anxiety to social flourishing. That's my fourth time trying to record that. I keep on I keep on messing up, and I don't know. I think I'm just thinking of um, Olaf from Frozen, the way he goes flurry. But today... I want to talk about some practical tips that I've used in the past that I'm still using right now. I guess some insights, challenges. Th- this is probably one of those one situations and scenarios that I can basically just be like, I'm an expert in this, guys. Social anxiety. That's that's me. That's me up and down. I have a shirt that says social anxiety. I am an antisocial awkward butterfly. I actually do, which is it's a it's a it's a new shirt that I've made. <laughs> I'll work in it. I'll work in it. But welcome back, wonderful listeners, to this episode. I'm your host. Hi, it's Stuart. This is Stuart, and today, this topic does cl- hit close to home um, for many of us, especially a guide to overcoming those social challenges, uh, or a very comprehensive guide. A journey that so many of us embark upon, and I am excited to talk with you about it. Hopefully, give you a little bit of insight into how I deal with certain challenges, and hopefully they will resonate with you. Social anxiety can often feel like such an insurmountable hurdle. Trust me, and you are not alone on this journey. I'm there. I'm still there. I, I come out the other side stronger, and then I go straight back in so <laughs> well let's dive in together i guess 
What is social anxiety? What it truly is, it's a nervous feeling that creeps whenever you engage with others. The roots usually come from our lives. More importantly, how do we recognize it? Overcoming social challenges requires breaking down barriers, personal barriers especially. So practical techniques for gradually stepping out of your comfort zone starting with small social interactions practicing active listening and developing genuine connections would be an insurmountable piece of i was going to say piece of tool in your arsenal but it's not every time you go into a conversation you go into battle i suffer majorly from um social anxiety especially in crowds but if you were to have me on a one-to-one conversation, I would, I, I, I don't know how I do do it, do do, do do it. But people feel compelled to open up to me, and when I mean compelled to open up, I mean they will tell me um, very personal things, and they might not know me for very long. And I feel both honored and humbled that they would trust me with such intimate parts of their lives that they would tell close friends and I'm glad that I make them feel comfortable enough to do that but then in large groups social circumstances I would I would be a very very different person a a psychological shield would go up for me and that comes from past traumas and something that I've been trying to strip away bit by bit is a facade or a mask if you will that I used to constantly put on and to the point where even as a child, uh, child, teenager, young adult, I would know that this is happening, that I would be putting on this facade, this character, and I would play an overly loud, boisterous, um, energetic person who I actually am not in everyday life. And I think that's the major divide, especially on social media, which is the equivalent sometimes because we can cultivate what we want to being in large crowds is that you curate this character that this persona that everyone would see maya um mask is what i would usually wear it's trying to break down that personal barrier having genuine connections with people and for some reason because there would be so many people in a group and when i say so many people i mean anything more than four which is not a large crowd, I know, but I I would always feel like there would be one of those four judging. Building interpersonal strengths is such a crucial developmental process that we are meant to go through, and a lot of us actually don't, and then it hinders us from flourishing socially. Uh, We can share tips on assertive communication and body language and empathetic listening, remember that these skills can be honed and cultivated over time it's not something that you read in a in a book (laughs) Stuart, are you talking about books again it's not something that you could just read in a book and then you know it it's something that you must put into practice i guess like anything i was going to make a reference to a cookbook you know like following the recipe and then i realized it's me and i I, probably not the best analogy (laughs) But wellness is at the core of social success. Your wellness, your personal wellness, and you know how your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, healthy habits, and self-care routines can contribute to boosting your confidence that would then help with the overall social presence. 
The journey for social anxiety to social flourishing is about learning to value yourself more than anything, friends, like delving into self-compassion, self-esteem. Do you know how much you're worth? Do you have a cap on your self-worth? Do you realize that you are worthy or how worthy you are? So I ask you a question now, how worthy are you? How worthy are you to be with other people? to be in groups of other people, to be with just another person, another person who you don't know, another person who you do know. If you want to make friends, are you allowed to be assertive in yourself to say, I deserve to make friends, I deserve to have friends, I deserve to be liked by other people. You are worthy of meaningful conversations or connections. I hope you know that. So, someone who I love to reference, especially on this podcast or just in everyday life with most people, is a man, a life coach, a mentor, a janitor, a multimillionaire, and a massive advocate for interpersonal development, Tony Robbins. He is a renowned life coach and motivational speaker. And he defines social anxiety as the fear of being judged, evaluated, or rejected by others. He would emphasize that this fear stems from our primal need to be accepted and have connections. And Tony believes that identifying the source of this anxiety, we start dismantling it, its hold on ourselves. And the reason why I put janitor in all the other accolades and achievements that he has had in his life is because that itself is an achievement. He worked as a janitor before he became an international success because, like most of us, we have bills to pay. We have families to feed. We have our own mouths to feed. We have things we want to buy, places we want to go. We have to work for money. And in order to get where you need to be, you have to work from where you are. And one of the proudest things that I can say and I love to tell people who say have you always you know done social media or have you always just done acting and I go no my favorite job was I worked night shifts in the middle of nowhere in a petrol station for four years and then I left I went and did um, whatever you know professional jobs and then I went back to that job because I loved it I loved being in that place in that environment and I do not see it as a hindrance in where I am now but the reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why I brought Tony up is because I recently had a conversation with someone who again is quite a success in their profession now and I asked them well what did you do beforehand and they said oh well I don't want you to tell anyone because I am very embarrassed by this and I don't want people to judge me but I worked in um, x y and z and the first thing that came to my mind is why would why would anyone judge you for that and why should you be embarrassed? And I asked, well, why did you work there? And they said, oh, you know, I needed money, I had bills to pay, I had to pay for college and tuition, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, well, that's a good reason to have a job. You know, if someone is judging you because of what you're doing to pay your bills, then those are the type of negative people you do not need in your life. You should not care about their acceptance. So when it comes to being in a socially in a social uh, flourishing environment you need to have the right people around you if people are going to judge you 
they will judge you and you cannot jump through any flaming hoop to make them think otherwise if they don't want to like you they won't like you and you shouldn't be making them like you is what i'm trying to get at tony is quite proud of his um janitor stasis i'm quite proud of working night shifts being alone for so many hours be proud of your past and don't hide it that's essentially what i'm trying to say that that was a very convoluted way of me to get around to say be proud of who you were and who you are but tony's step is the first step would be to change is to become aware of your own nonsense simon sinek was a visionary a thinker like i i absolutely adore this man and actually simon and tony were in london very recently doing like this one day conference and i heard about it two weeks afterwards and i was so distraught because i would have i would have stopped whatever i was doing i would have booked a one-way ticket and then swam back home to go over and see the two of these influential like powerful powerful people in the room together oh this actually comes sorry i know i'm going off on the topic but this comes back to another story so another one of a great mentor that i have that i've never met but i devour his content and his work and his his whole ethos is gary vaynerchuk and now this is a man who always um was talking about how he had to go through so many social challenges he had every hurdle everyone was against him when he wanted to do stuff on the internet back before the internet was even really a thing but he had very few signed copies of what was at the time his newest book crushing it which was all about and this shows how old it is it was all about the cultivation of social media to a business because certain things like short form content and probably vertical videos and this app called musically which was probably going to change into something else this is how old the book is and how people should start doing podcasts back then five years ago because everyone's going to have one by 2025 hello <laughs> but this um his name is um but anyway this personal trainer in galway was named paul dermity and he, just an amazing man him and his partner they're both like super super cool and they put up on their channel um hey we have certain amount of signed copies of this book that we are going to give away to x y and z number of people do x y and z and i did whatever their challenge was i think it was like repost you know like comment share all that good stuff at the time <laughs> and then i privately messaged their accounts and i was like hey i will leave my job right now to come and meet you guys just for this experience in my head gary vaynerchuk was with them at the day and they went oh yeah we have the book we would love to give you a copy and i left my job i went to the gym that they were like an hour away i i, I basically said to work hey I need to go i left i came back at, at like an hour or two later but to meet your idols they always say never meet your idols and again going off on a complete tangent i would happily do the most socially socially awkward thing that would probably make me look more like king cringe than i already am to meet these people um 
to be in the room and to listen to what these movers and shakers have to say together. Put a certain amount of mindsets into a room that have one goal, progression, enhancement of personal life, self-fulfillment, and just see what happens. I'd say it would be electric. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. We are talking about being socially anxious and a socially awkward butterfly. But anyway, Simon Sinek um, offers a unique perspective on social anxiety where he points out that in this digital age has contributed to the feelings of disconnection, making face-to-face interactions very, very daunting. And through the power of anonymity, we can be quite callous and rude online. And something I have started doing for the sake of my mental health is not going into my comments half as much, especially on certain apps, because I put up what I like, even if it's goofy and weird. And if it makes me happy, I'm happy. If it makes other people laugh and smile, those are my people and the community that I'm trying to cultivate and to help enhance with goofy ass dancing videos or affirmations or fitness tips or acting POVs. But to disassociate yourself from the, the, I won't say the horrible nature, but the fact that people think that they have more power to be blatant, blunt, or just cruel can make social interactions in general then a lot more scary. You don't know what people are going to say behind your back. But building genuine and authentic relationships can be the role of empathy in overcoming social challenges. So be a nice person and you will find nice people is essentially what I'm saying. The ability to step into someone else's shoes and see the world from their perspective is one of the greatest gifts we possess if we choose to do it. Unmasking like the roots of social anxiety. Social anxiety is often the roots of past experiences, upbringing, and social pressures. Essentially, recognize that it's common human experiences by acknowledging that even successful individuals like Tony Robbins or Simon Sinek, who have faced their own challenges, we can begin to break down the stigma associated with social anxiety. But you need to embrace your vulnerability because just like these two um, influential speakers, they are both advocates for embracing vulnerability as a powerful tool to overcome social anxiety. They suggest that we try to be open about our struggles and sharing our stories and we're not only to connect with others on a deeper level because they will resonate with us, but we give ourselves permission to grow and flourish. And this is something that I keep on coming back to every so often. Um, I have people, people who do love and care for me, not only my personal well-being, um, but my, no, I guess it's actually my personal well-being. My, my family, my friends, my agency, they'll be like, Stuart, you're very transparent online and it is grace but only put out what you want. And I'm very much in the headspace. I will put out what I am comfortable point out in terms of like information about how I'm feeling, how I'm struggling and how I plan to overcome it. And hopefully, hopefully someone will see that and resonate with it. And if they do, brilliant. We could have, we could have helped another life. 
and that's kind of the driving force behind trying to be not only open with myself but try and being transparent and as authentic as possible with the connections I want to make with other people. But practical steps to conquer social anxiety would be drawing from the wisdom of these two men. Let's explore practical steps in conquering social anxiety. We could discuss techniques about visualization, positive affirmations, gradual exposure to social situations. It's all about progress, not perfection. Unravel the layers of social anxiety with insights. I encourage you to like reflect on your own journey, where you are now, who are you comfortable around, what type of people are they, what type of situations are you in? Like, Where can the flourishing begin with self-awareness and vulnerability and a willingness to learn and grow? But that all comes down now to breaking down personal barriers as a crucial step on the path to overcoming this anxiety. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, for this segment, like Mel Robbins and Jay Shetty, I'd have to talk about them because Mel Robbins, an amazing motivational speaker who's overcome so many hurdles, not only in her business, but her personal life. And she's been extremely, extremely transparent about the struggles that she's had with multiple relationships, including her marriage and her family. And Jay Shetty, who talks about, you know, cultivating a life after having such an, I want to say a turbulent or tumultuous upbringing in terms of you know what he experienced but mel in the book five second rule she suggests that we feel the urge to avoid a social situation due to anxiety count down from five simple as that beyond I, I don't know if i can say the word monetization so um you biscuit um <laughs> this technique disrupts the pattern of hesitation the spotlight effect which we constantly talk about i will hound this into not only your brain but i need to remind myself constantly that when i'm anxious or i'm scared of something especially just being around other people it is because my brain is trying to trigger me so this technique disrupts the pattern of hesitation and empowers you to take control what she says is if you have an impulse to act on a goal you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it what jay shetty talks about jay the eight rules of love think like a monk he is an amazing philosopher and storyteller and if there was one author if there was one person i would implore you to look up right now get off this podcast just 
type into Instagram, type into Google Jay Shetty and look up some of his content. He shares insights into reframing our perspective on social interactions and he encourages us to view conversations as opportunities for growth than just as potential pitfalls. You know, he emphasizes the fact that everything is a learning experience, the importance of active listening and genuine curiosity and embracing discomfort because, as he says, learning, true learning and growth come from moments of discomfort. But the power of the five second rule inspired by Mel Robbins comes from a valuable tool of breaking down personal psychological barriers. It, it, it sounds so simple, five second rule, and it sounds so flippant to say I can fix everything in five seconds, but you can start in five seconds, and that's the, the main goal. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. I can't remember who said that. Oh God, I hope that didn't sound con condescending. It did actually, didn't it? I apologize. But by bypassing hesitation, you regain control over your actions. Let me repeat that. If you can bypass the hesitation, you regain control of your actions. I have a horrible, horrible stutter when I get very nervous. And this is one of the um, big reasons why I would have a facade when I'd be out in public with many people. Because if I'm this big, loud character, if I'm acting, then I am playing this other person's energy. I do not feel my hesitation. But the pitfall for me back then is I was not only being disingenuous to the relationships or the people I'm around, but also to myself and my authentic self in certain scenarios. Instead of fearing social interactions, we can view them as opportunities for personal growth. Embrace discomfort, practice practice the act of listening we've talked about which allows us to connect more deeply and authentically with others and gradual exposure and you can celebrate the progress like oh my gosh i i went out and i talked to my neighbor today i have lived in uh, my current place for a little bit now and i've only just met my neighbors like literally i've only just met my neighbors and we had a full conversation and i couldn't believe it it's like who is this person oh you live right there i did not know that how did i not know that for me that was a victory because i'm one of these people that i'd happily like stay in isolation in solitude i'm quite content but by combining mel's technique and jay shetty's mindset mindset shift we can gradually expose ourselves to social situations you know start small celebrate the progress recognize that every interaction is a step towards overcoming barriers and building confidence in yourself and that's the big thing be confident in the fact that you deserve to take up space as you integrate like the advice of mel and jay and tony and simon and gary remember that breaking down personal barriers takes time and patience each effort you make is a step and a step is better than staying still you will be pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, but push past your limits. And your limits, your limiting beliefs could basically be like a, a fraction of a toe away from where you were. But that's still, it's closer to social flourishing than where you were in social anxiety. And if you do this, what happens? I'll tell you what happens. You cultivate self-love for yourself. You give yourself the chance. Wellness is the cornerstone of our ability to navigate any social challenges effectively to explore this aspect i want to draw inspiration from an amazing man uh, and and mel I, there's so much more oh my god 
I need to do these book reviews that I was talking about previously because I think it would be so cool to just like talk about each individual book that I've actually read on interpersonal development and mental health awareness and just like I, I could talk for so much about like Wim Hof but get off on a tangent okay so I'm coming back I want to talk about wellness and self-love with regards to Mo Gawat and Mel Robbins Mo Gawat a former Google executive Google X one of the top top positions in the world he he had classified information he probably knew about the aliens and was just like mm, yeah okay but <laughs> he is an author a public speaker he stresses the importance of internal well-being self-acceptance accepting what has happened and still moving forward with confidence he believes that true happiness is not about external circumstances but rather than finding contentment and peace within ourselves most philosophy encourages us to prioritize self-care and mindfulness and he says and i love this quote i absolutely love this quote true wealth is the wealth of the soul what mel says is that treating ourselves with the same kindness and compassion that we extend to others her insights remind us that building a foundation of self-love is essential for overcoming social anxiety you have everything inside you to create the life you want so if you were to prioritize um, your inner well-being through mindfulness practice meditation and self-reflection you can cultivate a sense of calm and balance that will help you navigate social interactions that could either be heightened anxiety or heightened frustration. And the reason why I say frustration now is because I recently was in a social interaction where I was instantly triggered. Uh, the blinders went on. I only saw red and all I wanted to do was rip someone uh, two shreds in front of a group of people for s comments they were making about a certain scenario and if it wasn't for the fact that I knew what was happening within myself that I was able to process how I was literally feeling this frustration for X Y and Z reasons that I was able to remain calm in the situation but also emphasize my feelings and where the expression had come from and how we could possibly interact better in the future it wasn't for a malicious intent that they were trying to destroy or degrade me personally or my work or the project that we were on but it was to emphasize the boundary that we need to cultivate what we say but if I didn't have a sense of calm and balance in that moment in time i probably could have destroyed a relationship in a social circumstance which would have then cultivated in a knock-on effect with those around us i might have one up this person at the time and put them in their place for what they had said that was not meant to be as malicious as, or as it was as is um, not as it intended as it had been perceived but in the long run, I would have destroyed not only my own mental health, but then the anxiety I would have felt when being back in the situation with these people again. I hope that makes sense. And you see this quite a lot on social media, keyboard warriors. You will write anything you want and post. You will not think about it. And this comes... This kind of goes back to frustration more so than anxiety. But I do remember I had this... 
I had this one person I was working with and we got on great together. We were constantly um, challenging each other in a good way. We were both learning in our current new roles and positions. I was a, a very high end role. They were a very high end role. We were in um, constant work relationships together. Work relationships. They were, wor- they were my work husband. No, but we were constantly in communication and our work was constantly, constantly overlapping. Sorry, I need some water. And with that comes one, both a higher sense of connection, especially when you're in bigger groups, because you have a better relationship with this person, but also then a breakdown of communication sometimes because you feel they would just instantly understand you and it got to the point of one particular project where even though we were both meant to go for like let's say point x one went for w one went for z and it was quite frustrating in social team circumstances where you know we had all our marketing teams our production teams together and the two of us were constantly butting heads and it got to the point where I had almost written a very angry, very aggressive, passive-aggressive email talking about our positions and who has the final say on what. And it wasn't a nice thing to do. And I was literally at, at the, on the precipice of hitting send. And then, for some reason, I just, I just turned to my manager. And I said, can you read this for me? And she said, yeah. And instantly, I saw it in her face. Everything dropped. What I was doing was I was being blinded by my frustrations. By essentially fear of the position and the anxiety of the overall circumstance. That what I was about to do was destroy not only my personal well-being but the relationship so obviously I didn't send it but treating others as I'd want to be treated with compassion practicing positive self-talk being assertive and aware and acknowledging our worthiness to be in a situation and in a space together is essential you can't be blinded by your fear of social anxiety or the frustrations of being in social circumstances or work circumstances. So what would be the confidence to flourish socially? Mogwad and Mel, like they remind us about wellness and self-love and how they're interconnected and by prioritizing our well-being, we strengthen our capacity to love and value ourselves and in turn empower us to face social situations with confidence. As we integrate teachings of like Mo and Mel into our lives, remember the wellness and self-love are an ongoing practice. And every step you take towards nurturing your inner world contributes to the ability you have to thrive socially. Do you see where we're going with this? It's all connected. Social anxiety often creates barriers and hinders us to flourish socially. So what Jay would say obviously is well not obviously is that he would suggest rather than focusing on ourselves that we should shift our attention to the other person we're engaging with and this comes back to active listening which is such a major thing and it's something on a personal level that i realize i quite like doing 
I much prefer to listen to other people, their views, give everyone a space that they feel like they're acknowledged rather than just say my own piece. By practicing genuine curiosity and active listening, we could create meaningful connections and ease the pressure of social anxiety. Oh, 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 um, what does he say? Shift, shifts, shifts the focus from how, how I, how can I impress them to how can I impact them? That's it. Give someone a space where they feel acknowledged and it will benefit you because you have let this person feel safe around you. And that goes back to me saying on a one-to-one basis, usually people feel very open with me and comfortable and safe. Something Tony would often say is, Pastor interrupt, he would introduce this concept. When you feel anxiety creeping in, interrupt the pattern by taking a physical action. And this goes back to like the five second rule, Mel Robbins, you know, but he would say something like just change your body posture, something small, just disrupt the anxiety cycle that empowers you. And I do this quite a lot. I'm, I keep on saying I when I don't really want to, but it is coming down to <laughs> I am quite an expert in social anxiety. I would shift my posture from one hip to the other. I usually place my hands on my hips in a certain way. I actually believe the one of the <laughs> the podcast um, images is basically me going through my my takes, my social cues, poses, literally when I'd be standing talking to people. But <laughs> yeah, change your physiology would change your psychology, as Tony would say. Now, inspired from something Jay would say in shifting our perspective from self-centeredness to a genuine interest, others would often open doors to meaningful connections, and by focusing on that value, we can bring our we can bring to the conversations, we can alleviate the pressure of self-consciousness and create authentic interactions because we are not socially aware so much about us as we're trying to allow other people feel accepted. Two seconds there, there's a boat just passing. Between the boat now and the wind, I think we might need to wrap this up soon. But incorporating Jay's mindset shift and Tony's pattern interrupt into your interactions takes practice. Start with like small conversations and gradually challenge yourself to more complex and social situations. Celebrate each step like we've already talked about to progress as you dismantle the barriers that once held you back. As we embrace Jay and Tony's guidance, remember that breaking down barriers is a gradual process and with every intentional effort you are rewriting the script for your social anxiety and stepping into a world of social flourishing. Like, all I can say is thank you so much for being here with me today on this segment of This Is Stuart. I am, again, genuinely grateful for how this podcast is being received, your comments, your likes, your comments, your share. They really help in this universe. They help push the message we're trying to to set, which is that we can cultivate a happier, better, more fulfilled life ourselves for ourselves simply by trying to strive for happiness and personal growth from episode after episode seeking knowledge and inspiration i i thank you this podcast now feels like it's becoming a safe haven a free form for typical demands 
that we find on social media where it could easily cultivate into doom scrolling. So just thank you for being here today again, friends. So as we end this episode, I want to say thank you for being here. Be kind to yourself. Keep striving to find happiness, especially in social circumstances. You deserve to be happy. I hope you have a good day and the day you deserve. So as we conclude this episode, I hope to leave you with a little bit of inspiration, a bit of mind buzzing with positivity. Remember, life is a journey. Every challenge is an opportunity. Every interaction is an opportunity. In disguise, embrace vulnerability. Nurture your mental health. Keep pushing towards your goals. So, dear listener, just until we meet again, let your dreams be your compass. Let your passion be your fuel. Let your resilience be your armor. You got this, okay? Keep shining. Keep striving. And remember, the best is yet to come. And thank you for being a part of This Is Stuart. Stay motivated. Stay curious. Stay tuned. <laughs> for any... Oh, God, that was so cheesy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But for more stories, for more podcasts, for more interviews... Until next time, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.